0: Oh, my God. So what time do you want to wait until? Uh, I'll give him a couple minutes. I'm petting the cat and drinking my tea. (laughs) Or we could just go ahead and if he jumps on, he jumps on. I don't know. That's up to you. I don't care either way. Fuck. I wish I had, like... A larger uh, hot drink container that wasn't like a thermos, because this shit is so fucking hot. And I can I like, I want like a nice tall. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, like a lot of tea. But it's so hot and it's keeping it hot. I'm like, just fucking cool down.
1: <laughs> the other day, I uh, made my pre workout, and then I made my the workout drink I take during my workout. And mm. I accidentally put hot water into it. And I didn't realize this until I took a sip. <laughs> but like you said, it's like mine's like keeps the temperature. So it was hot throughout the whole workout. It was the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I even put an ice cube in it to like keep it cool. <laughs> and I think it was probably where gone did, in seconds. Where did you find an ice cube at the gym? Oh, I make it before I go to the gym.
0: Oh, oh, okay. Oh, So you realize you're, you're fuck up.
1: Yeah. I thought like you got to the gym and you're like, <laughs> you're working out, you're sweating. No, I did um, That's you... what I'm trying to say. So I made it before here. And while I was at the gym, I took my first sip because I have it during my <laughs> workout. And it was just hot, like protein water. And it was horrible. Uh, and
0: protein, like it doesn't go good and hot. Like it, no. it like coagulates, right? It doesn't yeah, mix in anymore. It's pretty
1: disgusting.
0: I used to do that with, um, I used to have like an egg white protein I'd put in my like coffee in the morning, mm. but I would make an iced coffee. So I'd, I'd have the coffee made at night and you know, I'd whatever, cool it down in the fridge or something so that in the morning you mix it cold. And a couple times I tried to do it hot. And when you put the egg white protein in, it literally cooks the eggs and you get like, you get
1: like fucking scrambled eggs. You a sunny side up in there. <laughs> That's gross, but that sounds good, though, with iced coffee.
0: Yeah, back when I used to be healthy and, not uh, like, excessively fat
1: and Dude, constantly I, out of breath. Feel, man. I'm going to Universal in, on October, and I'm doing what I can. If I can't fit on any of these rides, my friends are never going to let it go. It <laughs> happened in Minnesota in, like, 2014 or 2013. I couldn't fit on one of the rides, and they were laughing at me. While they were on the ride having fun. I think at Universal, you'd only be in danger. There's
0: a, there's one roller coaster. Um, are you going to Florida or Hollywood? Florida. Yeah, there's one coaster in the regular park. I can't remember the name of it. I think they play music on it, and you can pick what music you want to listen to. Mm, that's and
1: awesome. uh, that's a tight fit. <laughs> I think on the Harry Potter ride last time, I'm skinnier than I was last time I went, but last oh, okay. time they were, like, pushing down, <laughs> and I was like, just just push it, just, I'm like, just keep going, <laughs> and I heard one click, and he's like, okay, you're good to go, I'm like, holy cow. Good enough.
0: Yeah, that'll save you. Alright, let's just do this, because... Yeah, I'm ready to abandon Shane, so uh, let's just get started. Podcast, with your hosts, Ryan, Shane, and Mike. Welcome to All You Need Is Blood, episode number 110. I'm your host, Ryan Tudelo, and joining me is my co-host, Mike Whittemore, and not Shane Smith, because we think Shane is sleeping. (laughs) So, how are you doing today, Mike? I'm doing great, how about you? Uh, pretty good actually. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, on the podcast, we like to discuss horror movies, talk shit to each other, various other nonsense, including but not limited to music, movies, games, comics, whatever else happens to come up. We're the official podcast of upcominghorrormovies.com, dot com. Our Gmail is all you need is at gmail dot com. Facebook group all you need is blood. Instagram account all you need is blood podcast. And if you're listening to us, it's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. Probably a few other things. Just type in "all you need is blood" and subscribe.
1: That was a good <sighs> one, man. You did a good one, that one. Yeah, yeah. I still don't I know what like... Stitcher is. <laughs> I don't know. But I I, I you keep I've plugging it. I it. still don't know what it is.
0: <laughs> I think it's just for podcasts. Oh. Um, I don't know. I've literally never used it, but I did sign up for it because, like, <laughs> when I was like putting stuff on for the podcast, so, like you have to do Stitcher. I go. Okay, and I, I did it that one time, and that was it. I mean, it's like the same thing with uh, iTunes or whatever. I, like, downloaded iTunes one day, uh, logged in, uploaded the whatever, the RSS for the podcast, and then I never opened iTunes again, so I don't know. I don't have iTunes on anything. I mean, you know, <laughs> if iTunes it's still great there,
1: in the day, man. I don't know about that. I was always a Winamp guy. I used uh, iTunes, I used Winamp, Windows Media Player, because I liked Windows Media Player and Winamp because you could like, customize it. Mm-hmm. All iTunes gave you was, like, black and white. You want, you
0: want to hear something real crazy, Mike? Yeah. I ripped a CD uh, last week.
1: I did, I did for my buddy a couple of weeks back. It was the weirdest experience of my life. Like, I had
0: to go find my um, USB CD player. Because my computer doesn't have one, so I had to <laughs> plug it in, and I'm like, "What do I have that can rip a CD?" It turns out Windows Media Player is still around. Yeah, I had to use that too.
1: <laughs> oh, it was great. It did. It did not find the CD I was looking for, though. So, uh, this is going to be a little nerdy, but I was trying to rip my buddy because he doesn't like. He's not up to date with the newest metal, so I kind of, I you know, I try to. And, of course, he doesn't have Spotify. He only has CD player in his truck because, oh my of God. course. I know. So I was like, okay, I pay for Spotify Premium, so it allows me to download songs. But you can't download them off Spotify and rip them to Windows Media Player. It won't let you. So I had to use a third-party program to rip them off of Spotify just to put them onto a CD it took like 2 hours and by the time that was over I'm like I'm never doing this again.
0: <laughs> you know, like next time, uh, if you go on Amazon, it lets you just download MP3s. Oh, so if you buy so the nice. CD, if you buy the CD, you can just immediately download the MP3s. I mean, I I do that quite often because I still use MP3s like in my in my car. I've got a um a little USB stick, like whatever. It's like 120 gigs or something and I just put all my music on it. And because there's, for whatever reason, various times I don't want to use my phone, um, which is becoming less so. But, you know, I have all my music on that little stick.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good idea.
0: So, but yeah, it was weird, weird <laughs> opening up like yes I, I might I, I don't think I've done it in like 10 years. It was just so weird to do it again. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to change these ID3 tags. God damn it.
1: Yeah. I remember when you would download back in the day, and it was like, you're downloading a Rob Zombie song, and it's like, System of a Down featuring Fred Durst, featuring Rob Zombie, featuring. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking
0: (laughs) Kazaa. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Ah, the good old days. So what's been going on with you recently, Mike? You been getting into anything?
1: Uh, I've been working a lot still, um, which is causing my hobbies to kind of go shit but i've been playing hades a lot well i wanted to get into that and that's on game pass right now okay and it's extremely fun i like it's i like those types of games it's roguelike and uh it's kind of like dead cells you ever played dead cells
0: Dead Cells. That sells. I never played it. I know which one that is. though. So I it's, think I might actually own it. <laughs>
1: it's probably in my Steam it's, library. It's one of my favorite games. I I love it. But it's 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 a type of game that you just have to beat it, and then you get a boss level, and then you beat it. You have to beat it again with that boss level, um, engaged, and that boss level will give like different parameters. So uh, enemies from later levels will be on the first level. and It's just a little harder. And then when you beat that boss level, you get another boss level, and it's even harder than that. And there's like four or five boss mm-hmm. levels in Dead Cells now. But the game's super straightforward. You you just, you just get dropped in, and you just start. Pick your weapon. And every run, you die. And when you die, you get like upgrades. And the next time you do a run, you'll have something else. And, but Hades, that kind of amplifies that, where uh, you're a character named Zagreus, and you're in Hades trying to find your mother. And hades is like it's kind of like an overworld it's like a central hub to the game where you can use all the stuff that you uh earned on your runs and you can upgrade the the hub and uh every time you die hades is kind of like laughing at you because you're his son and he's like you're never gonna get out of here and blah 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 and he's like the boss he's at a big desk and everything and Every time you do a run, you get currency, and you can upgrade certain things, and you could talk to certain people, and you, you can gift them things, and they give you different buffers. And it's just a blast. Each run will last like 30, 40 minutes. You beat Hades, and you go back, and you do it again. And It's, it's that it's, quick? 30 it, or 40 minutes, huh? Yeah. That's how Dead Cells was, too. Maybe about an hour, because Dead Cells was a little slower-paced. But uh, this, was, this is a very, very, very fun game. Hmm. And, uh, my buddy and I just beat Gears of War 4, because he comes over about once, twice a week, and we play Gears of War 4, and we've done the whole series on Insanity, and this Gears of War 4, man, that fucking, that was awful. It took us, like, two months to beat that game. Jesus. Yeah. And then, next week, we're starting Gears 5, and, uh, that's, that's really pretty much it for me i've just i've been buying so many records and i gotta like hold off i gotta stop i gave myself a limit okay one per week and (laughs) i bought one on sunday and then monday i was like man i should get another one and then i i I talked myself out of it so there's some progress going i
0: need some of that restraint myself how about you My, my my movies are out of control man like I'll see something, or I'll think of it. Like, that happened the other day. I was Somebody mentioned the Final Destinations, and I'm like, (laughs) I don't think I have all the Final Destinations. And I look, and sure enough, I think I'm missing the last two. And I go, all right, well, I'll pick those up. And I go online, and the price of the Final Collection Blu-ray set is the same as buying one copy of Final (laughs) Destination 5 or whatever. And I'm like... Alright, I only have them on DVD, I guess I can buy these Blu-rays, and it's, but it's it's just a constant, non-stop stream of stuff. And, like, all these Blu-ray uh, companies now, they're putting out the fucking awesome shit in the best releases, like, Arrow, Scream, uh, Vinegar Syndrome, fucking, um, what's the other one, um... Uh... Severin. Uh, Se- Severin. Oh my god, Mike, Severin? Oh. is they're killing it i just got a whole package that i ordered from Severn like two months ago came in the mail and it was like oh my god i forgot i ordered these <laughs> fucking cruel jaws on blu-ray you got high that, definition actually? yes because i think they pulled it i think they did too but like i got my shipping notification and then two days later all this like you know um uh, Stories from Universal suing them and stuff start coming out. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's in the mail. I can see the watch it tracking across the country. That's so so cool. That's going to be worth some money, man. I hope so. Can I tell you my favorite part about that Blu-ray? I haven't even watched it yet. The back of the Blu-ray, I'm reading the back because why not? It's like a hilarious write up of the movie because they know it's like stolen footage from this (laughs) stolen from this has a guy that looks like Hulk Hogan. Like it's like this is literally written on the back of it. And um, like they have the features listed there, and it's like whatever full theatrical cut or whatever, and then below it it says the Snyder cut, and Get I go out
1: of here. I go
0: what? <laughs> Apparently, um, what's the guy's name? Um, not Bruno Mattei. He did the other shark movie. Uh, was it Joe D'Amato that did this one? Which, uh, whichever Italian schlock director made this movie, <laughs> he, he 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 put his director's name as William Snyder. So they released an unedited version called the Snyder Cut. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm like, that's, it's so good. It's I was so happy with my purchase. Yes. So I'm very pumped about that. And all kinds of other stuff, too. And then, this week, Mike, they, they announced, like, another their next slate of movies that are coming out. And they've got this box set. It, it's maybe the coolest Blu-ray box that I've heard of. It's called All the Haunts Be Ours, a compendium of folk horror and it's like 20 movies in a box set. They're from all over the world. They're from all different uh, like time periods and stuff. Um, Like there's like one of the movies is essentially they, and they tell you how they want you to watch them. They're like, okay, start with the documentary. So you get like all the background on these folk movies. And there's like a two hour, excuse me, full length documentary. Um, And then like just a million movies like Eyes of Fire, Witch Hammer, which I've got a a VHS of. It's a Czechoslovakian movie about witches. Uh, V, which is a Russian movie, Um, Lake of the Dead, The Dreaming, Uh, Clear Cut, which is Canadian, a few Polish movies, Il Demonio, which is Italian. Like there's just like a ton of these like strangely unrelated movies all in this one gorgeous box set. And I'm like, son of a bitch alright, let's fucking buy this like $170 box yeah. set.
1: I, I saw that, and they came out with like a like a witch's bundle. It was like limited oh, to $220 it, for that.
0: It, it, well, it was the movies, and then a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> and it's, of course it's out of stock. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. Shane says he fell asleep, and he's gonna be right there. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Classic. It's like 3.30 by him. I don't know. I took a nap yesterday, but that was like a 10 a.m. nap.
1: <laughs> I always take my nap super early. <laughs>
0: if I'm taking a nap. It's going to be right after I wake up. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. What else have I been doing? Oh, yeah. Uh, I got engaged.
1: Yeah, that's so. a small thing. You know, I'm glad you you commented that after the Severin Pre-order. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, here's the the worst part
0: is I have it listed first On my notes, it's at the top But you were talking about, you know, releases and spending money And I'm like, oh yeah, my Severin habit's gotten out of control That's awesome, congratulations <laughs> Thank you, thank you So, uh, yeah, sorry uh, ladies and fellas, uh, I'm off the market See, now Shane doesn't want to come in because you're off the market That's probably what it is yeah, let me know when he he I think I have to add him again. Whatever. I'll I'll let him when he lets us know he wants to come on. Um so what else has been going on? I've been reading a bunch of stuff. I uh I read The Hellbound Heart from Clive Barker, the little novella for, about uh a uh, Hellraiser. I've been meaning to and read that. Mike, it's like a dollar on Amazon if you if you download a digital copy. I have a problem with
1: reading. Just in general. Yeah, I just can't sit down and read anymore.
0: Hey, Shane. Shane. Hello. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast, Shane. Yeah, hi. (laughs) (laughs) So, Shane, what happened to you?
2: I fell asleep. (laughs) Oh, you're really
0: quiet right now. I am. You're better now.
2: Yeah. I fell asleep on the sofa about an hour and a half
0: ago. Uh Uh-oh. You're going in and out.
1: And he's gone. And he's gone. You're so quiet. It sounds like you're a million miles away. He's still sleeping. We're talking to Dream Shane right
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's. Oh uh, no, nothing, Shane. You're it. Like you can't even hear you.
2: The fuck?
0: Where's your microphone so pe- at? For people listening to the podcast, we usually do this part of the podcast before I hit record.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's part I of like the bonus in the same place it always is.
1: You keep go- You keep getting closer and then not closer. There's no way.
2: Quite literally, my my mic is where I always keep it. See, now just
1: got loud. Yeah, you just got loud.
2: Yeah. Huh. Hmm.
1: Well, if you stay right there, you'll be good. Don't move.
2: What if I need to fart?
1: <laughs> Hopefully we don't hear it.
2: Or we do. <laughs> well, you hear it, right? at least you know. He's here!
0: Yes. So anyway, Shane, as you so rudely interrupted me. Good! <laughs> <laughs> I was telling Mike that I had been reading, uh, I was reading some Clive Barker. I read The Hellbound Heart. Uh, which is super cheap it's like a dollar or two on amazon for digital and it's a really quick novella like you can one sitting you could blast through it you know it's it's not long at all um i also started reading his uh, uh books of blood so i made it through i'm probably three quarters of the way through the first book of blood um and it's you know it's clive barker's short stories and like all of them are excellent he's like so good and it's been so long since I read any of his stuff. And I know I've read some of the Books of Blood before, like some of the stories. But uh, this is the first time I'm sort of plow, trying to plow through all of them. Uh, and it's excellent. Did, did you read those, Shane? I know you, I think you sent me a copy at one
2: point. I was going to say, yeah, I'm pretty sure I sent you a copy of the Books of Blood. Yeah. That was a few years back. Was it a hardback?
0: Uh, let me see. I can't see from here. It's in my other shelf across the room.
2: Uh, okay. I can't remember if I sent you a hardback copy of that.
0: But yeah, it's uh, good reading. Some excellent stuff. Mm. Brian, were
1: you upset that that Onion article was made just for you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I showed it to Elisa. And she's like, why is this funny to you?
1: <laughs> so, the Onion posted an article... And the title was, Jesus, what is it now? Says man putting down Swamp Thing comic to answer phone call from wife. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God. The funny part
0: is they were describing what happens in the comic. I know that exact issue. I know which one they're talking about where he's fighting the underwater vampires. (laughs) Did you also get that soap? I didn't order the soap yet. I am very deep into my pumpkin lifestyle now, though. Yeah, man, you you must be like
1: <sighs> you're you're pre going with that.
0: I'm excited. Although I did have a uh, a rough start on the uh, the pumpkin season. Um, my cousin brought me a can of Shipyard Pumpkin Head cider or not cider, uh, seltzer. So so an alcoholic seltzer, pumpkin spice flavored or whatever. How was that? And, Maybe one of the worst things I've ever tasted. <laughs> that sounds
1: disgusting.
0: It's <laughs> it's surprisingly sour. <laughs> it's so gross. Like, just, I mean, I've had some of those hard seltzers before, you know, but normally you get, like, whatever, lime, cherry, maybe watermelon or, or mango, you know what I mean? Like, fruit flavors. So I'm like, oh, pumpkin, that's interesting. <laughs> disgusting. Absolutely Disgusting. Well, if you get that soap, I mean, you'll be you'll
1: be good to go. Oh yeah, I, so I, I, I I actually should buy that. It's expensive, dude. It's like 10 bucks for a fucking bar. Okay, so here's the thing. I this is Duke Cannon soap we're talking about, and I have been exclusively losing, using Duke Cannon for months now, and every bar will last you a month. Like minimum. Okay. So, and, so you're
0: saying I'm going to have to go past my Irish Spring like,
1: pallet of soap that I bought, like, yes. five years ago? <laughs> yes, I love Irish Spring myself, <laughs> but I was always looking into soaps that don't test on animals or anything, and, uh, Buchanan oh, yeah. came up, and I have been part of their, like, service box every three months, they, like, send me shit, and this month they gave me, um, Gun Smoke and Baby Rum, and it's been... I haven't tested them out yet, but they smell amazing. I love Du shit, and that bar, like they have pumpkin spice, like that will actually sell out. <laughs> you know what?
0: I should order one because I'm gonna want it for October. I feel I, like
1: I ordered two of them and it came with a satchel. It was like thirty Ooh. bucks. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, oh, money <laughs> for <different> fucking soap. <laughs> but I'm telling you, dude, like you could actually buy them in store. They sell them at Target, but yeah. uh, online, man, they they do some good deals and shit i i I, have never like gushed about a soap company before but i'm trying to get everybody (laughs) i know to like start using duke (laughs) in because their their soaps are great but don't let it uh fall on your foot because that's like a fucking brick oh no my soap's high up
0: too on that i got on my shower shelf it's like on top danger zone (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, all right. The other thing I wanted to mention, it was uh, good friends of our show. Connor Blackman and Sean Mullaney have started their own uh, Facebook group, the Cinema Cheese group. It was, they started a while back, but they're like pumping out content now. And uh, they started a YouTube channel and they got a couple videos of there of just them like goofing on movies and laughing about some awful movies. I'm sure you've heard us mention them on the podcast for their horrible movie recommendations. So, uh, if that's the kind of stuff you're into, check out the Cinema Cheese Group.
1: Oh, yeah, Christ, six hours ago, someone posted a uh, a Blu-ray of his called Killer Tattooist, and the Ooh. tagline is "He always leaves his mark." <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ!
2: Also, I was chatting to Connor the other the other day, and um, he really wants in on a on an episode with us. He wants to talk about indie horror. So, as you can imagine, I said, okay. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, we need to sort out to get those guys on an episode. So, that will be just carnage, I can imagine. So.
0: Yeah, I, I've had an episode in the works with Sean for like two years now, trying to get that asshole on.
2: <laughs> yeah. I so, bet- we'll get him eventually. Yeah, Connor said he's going to try and get Sean on, so just be- oh. Man, I can just imagine it will be fucking carnage. Yep. Five of us just talking indie horror, and
0: crap. I don't know if I could take the two of them at once. I think that might be too much.
2: Well, I think what he wants to do, he 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 actually mentioned to me that he wants to do like, and all you need is blood, cinema, cheese, mash up. Sure. So. Speak.
0: I know. I've been work. I've been working on a drawing of Connor's head. Uh, By working on, I mean, like, I I, I did a first draft, like, I don't know, a week ago, and I'm like, oh, yeah, let me send you a finished one, and I fucking never went back to it like an asshole.
2: (laughs) That's bad. Well, I've I've been busy. Yeah, well, no, but, yeah, that's just... Busy is an understatement. You got engaged.
1: That's a huge deal. Well, yeah, you got engaged,
2: yeah, congratulations and all
0: that. Yeah, Elisa doesn't like me spending time drawing men's faces
2: could <laughs> <Probably laughs> be worse it could be drawing men's asses.
0: <laughs> oh man so shane what has been going on with you now that we caught you
2: just in time now we've woken up um what's been going on uh let me see um
1: don't keep us in suspense
2: not a great deal actually um bought some cds watching movies um having lots of trouble sleeping again so <clears throat> brain is currently fried uh drinking lots of tea not made in a fucking microwave um pumpkin tea sorry pumpkin tea no ryan <laughs> leave that shit to you um
0: I'm drinking right now.
2: I'm gonna
1: make some pumpkin spice latte tea in the microwave and cause Shane to have an aneurysm.
2: (laughs) Pumpkin spice latte tea, you (laughs) fucking weirdo. I'm sure it exists. (laughs) It's got to. It's kind of like a combo between tea and coffee. So. It would be taffy. Toffee. That's
0: how they make taffy, actually.
1: This is the dumbest conversation we've ever
2: had. Yes. No, I can think of worse. Just like, I don't know. I can think of funnier. Felching springs to mind. Um, I'm sure that that
1: springs to mind
2: a lot for you. No, I just remember me and ryan telling you to google it and it was just your reaction was just i still tell people that i still tell
1: people that story i'm like i didn't know what felching was and i looked it up and that was the (laughs) horrible it's
2: like
1: it's like my go-to thing to actually grow somebody out and they have always have the same reaction
2: see i still find it fucking hilarious but yeah um what have i been up to Um, uh You okay. Sorry,
0: Tony's attacking. Tony's attacking my microphone cable.
2: <laughs> Get out of here, um, Tony.
1: I like how we don't know if that's an animal or not. Like you just said, like a human name. <laughs> so <laughs> I just imagine like some little guy to, like attacking your cable.
0: <laughs> well, technically, his name is Fat Tony. Oh yeah. Okay. Sorry, Shane. Go ahead.
2: Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> I um, bought a couple of albums this week. I got the new album by Churches, Screen Violence. Um, they're kind of like indie pop lots of synths, a few bit of guitars bloody bar, female vocalist Um, I've released a couple of singles from it so far one was called How Not To Drown featuring Robert Smith from The Cure Um, the album's really good lyrically the whole album is all about horror movies so I was like that's really cool and I heard a couple of tracks and I thought actually they're really good but the whole album is really good. I also picked up the new album by Halsey. Now, this is a weird one for me because I've never even heard of Halsey before, but apparently this is her fourth album. Um, <clears throat> what got my interest was that the whole album was co-written and produced by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross from Nine Inch Nails. So essentially it's a Nine Inch Nails album, but with a female vocalist. Um, It's actually not a bad album. I was quite impressed with it. It surprised me. Um, But yeah, other than that, I have not watched any movies. um, Apart from one of the two that I'm going to talk about today. um, Just to remind myself of how fucking awful it is. Um, And that's about it. Nice. Great. I'm going to give a shout out to my buddy Jack. Um, he's currently recovering from surgery after finding out he had um, prostate cancer a few weeks back and last week he went into surgery and had part of his prostate removed so he's at home recovering um, and they've called it early which is great um, so you know give him a shout out hopefully he listens and we have a listener you know um, well, hopefully
0: he recovers and yeah. uh he gets some pain from laughing at some of the dumb shit we talk about today
2: oh yeah i would imagine he would i mean he's like when he told me what was happening and when he was going in i made lots of like anal jokes um <laughs> which, why not yeah because well he actually found it really funny and so said of his wife so that was kind of cool you know i was trying to cheer him up and it's like well at least you're not going to well he actually mentioned something about leaving a note for the doctors when they went in and um, I was coming up with suggestions of like be gentle it's my first time and um, take a little off the top and that kind of stuff and yeah he actually went in and left and left a message use plenty of lube it's my first time and apparently the doctors were in absolute stitches
0: what do you mean he left a message? What? what, what where did he leave a message?
2: He wedged a piece of paper with a note on it between his ass cheeks.
0: Get the fuck out of here. No,
2: seriously, he did it. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, so that was pretty fucking funny. But uh, when he told me that, I I was beside myself with laughter. I knew he was going to do it, and apparently the nurse has said that's the first time anyone has ever done anything like that. That's fucking great. <laughs> yeah. So he's at home recovering, and um, I messaged him a couple of days back after like post surgery, but he just said that he's on some really awesome meds, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really awesome painkillers. So, wow, Jack, if you're listening, go awesome, well buddy.
0: Excellent. Passing joy through the the use of the internet. Yes, I love it. But yeah, hey, all right, fellas, we got some.
2: Style. It's our typical style, though, you know. It's well, my typical style. Use humor to help him through it. Sure,
0: of course. We'll continue on the humor. We've got some news to get through, boys. News. <laughs> So, uh, we'll start a little lighter, uh, coming off that story. Um, the trailer for Amityville Moon was released.
2: What the fuck? Yeah.
0: (laughs) And you watch this, Shane?
2: Yeah, I I don't know what to say.
0: So, apparently, it's a werewolf movie, and it has the word Amityville in the title. And, uh, that's what I gleaned from this being related to the Amityville series. Um... And it looks really bad, but to be honest, in the world of werewolf movies, it doesn't look that bad.
2: <laughs> it, it looks better than Harrowing 5.
0: Let's see, 5. Which one was 5? That was
2: Freaks, wasn't
0: it? Freaks? Was it? I thought that was 6.
2: Was it?
0: I thought it was 5. No, no, no. Okay. 4 is the kind of reboot. 5 is the castle. 6 is Freaks. Oh, is it? Yeah.
2: Anyway, yeah. it looks better than Freaks.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, uh, looks terrible and I I don't I don't know why people keep making these fucking movies. Unbelievable. It, it looks better than some of the more recent Amityville movies I've watched, but you know, that's because one of them was made by the Polonia brothers and another one was about a possessed vibrator.
2: Yeah, I've seen all the
1: I've seen most of the mainline um Amityville movies. And, like, this looks no different than... (laughs) I mean, they just put werewolves (laughs) in. It looks like the biggest piece of shit like a lot of the sequels are.
2: (laughs) How many fucking amateur movies are there? A lot.
1: There's, like, 30. The mainline ones, I think there's, like... I would say, like, 13, 14, maybe 15 now. Oh, my God. That's a lot. Yeah.
2: That's just fucking shocking.
0: Yeah, crazy. And then there's all kinds of remakes and stuff. I mean, we did one for this podcast. Yeah, we did.
2: That was a while back.
0: Yeah. Hang
2: on, let
0: me have a look. Uh Uh-oh. There we go. Um, So while Shane's investigating that, (laughs) uh, some some sadder news. Sony Chiba passed away, uh, 82 of COVID complications. And he's a legendary Japanese uh, actor, martial artist, like all kinds of stuff. And probably his most notable movies were the Street Fighter series, and I do not mean the video game. The movie Street Fighter, Sister Street Fighter, Street Fighter's Revenge. Um, he was also in uh, Battle Royale 2, uh, Ninja, Re- Ninja Resurrection, uh, and pro- his most prominent, though that people will know him for, is uh, in Kill Bill. He played uh, Hattori Hanzo, who made The, uh, the, the Bride's Sword. Um, so he's an awesome, awesome actor. And if you want to check out some of his stuff, I recommend, uh, the street fighter series. Um, a lot of great action in there and it's not your typical Kung Fu stuff. It's like very brutal, but made like, I think it was in the early eighties and you didn't see that kind of stuff back in the day. And I believe I could be wrong, but I think that series is responsible for the quote unquote X-ray shot. Like when he like. Punches the guy's arm, and then it shows an X-ray of an arm breaking. Um, like they use that in all the new Mortal Kombat games too. So that that movie is, I'm pretty sure, where that came from. Um, awesome movies, check those out. And
1: uh, yeah, Sony Chiba will be missed. So Val was really upset by this. Oh really? She, she loves like those kung fu movies, and I'm very unfamiliar with this guy mm-hmm. other than you know Kill Bill. And, uh, Val's been in school for like, you know, the last couple of months and she's getting into welding and stuff. And I sent her this nice long, <clears throat> like couple paragraph thing, but a pre, a few conversations before that, I told her I didn't know who Sonny Chiba was because I, I, I didn't grow up with that. And, uh, I sent her this nice long thing like, Hey, you're going to do great. You know, don't worry about anything. Don't stress out. And she goes, don't even talk to me because you don't know who Sonny Chiba is.
0: <laughs> wow.
2: There yep. are 25. Amityvilles. Yeah.
0: Does that include all the weird ones, Shane? Um,
1: it has to because there's only like the mainline series. There's like 15.
2: Those other um, ones
1: must be like Amityville, you know, Right, uh, well, sulching
2: <laughs> Right, <laughs> Amateurville, It's about time. Amateurville a new generation. Amityville Dollhouse, the Amityville oh, Horror Jesus. remake. You're not. You're really not going to name these all, are you? Amityville Haunting, Asylum, Death House, Playhouse, No Escape, Vanishing Point, Amityville Legacy, Amateurville Terror, Amityville Prison, Amateurville The Awakening, Amityville Murders. Amityville Harvest, Amityville Poltergeist, Witches of Amityville Academy, oh Amityville man, these are the Islands, ones. and Amityville Vampire. They're missing Vibrator.
1: Amityville Vibrator and Amityville Awakening was like the last, like mainline one, I believe, and that was. What- I saw it. It was so. No, go bad. ahead, Mike. It was. It was so, so terrible. But
0: I yeah. saw Amityville Island. That's the one from the Polonia Brothers. Where it's about like a, a shark or something and a scientist. Oh. <laughs> it's so bad.
1: Amityville It's About Time is an amazing sequel. Some of those sequels are fantastic.
0: Those yeah. Dollhouse is, so is decent too. Yeah. Like, it's not bad. I like that one. Uh oh. There he so is, important. ladies and gentlemen. Hello. <laughs> so. Also, Mike, I know you'll be excited about this. Um, Glenn Danzig's Death Rider in the House of Vampires was released this week. Nice. And it's actually, it was at a movie theater by, like, close to me. And I was like, "Uh, should I go watch this on Saturday? And I was like, you know what? I'd rather spend my time playing Dark Souls 2. I would rather not watch this movie. But uh, a guy I know, uh, Larry, who runs uh, Connecticut Cult Classics, um, went to go see it and wrote a review up on uh, HorrorNewsNetwork.net. And um, <laughs> let's just say he, it's not a glowing review. Uh-huh. Apparently, surprisingly, a Glenn Danzig film is awful. Like, <clears throat> can you believe
1: it? Veronica was the worst piece of shit. If I could give that a zero out of ten, I would. <laughs> That thing fucking... It made my life worse just watching it.
0: <laughs> so I don't think I'll be going to see this at the big screen. But maybe Shane will cover it on a future podcast episode. Yeah,
2: fuck off. Um, hang on a minute. I have to, I have to tend to the Lord and Master who has just woken up.
0: <laughs> so Shane wasn't the only one that woke up.
2: No, oh. well. they're spawning. Yeah.
0: So what else we got? That's all I got for news really, Mike. Anything else interesting come up?
1: Uh probably, but I don't recall anything.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Alright. Well, instead of just vamping for time, we're gonna go right into our main topic. Which uh, could you describe the topic? Because I I wrote down redeeming kills, but I don't know if that's actually what it is.
1: I think it's it was redeeming kills in really bad movies.
0: Right. So like g- g- good or great kills in otherwise awful movies. Correct. Okay, that's the way I understood it.
1: <laughs> and I'm but not. Does going- that mean? What? Go ahead.
0: I was going to say, does that mean that this this means this movie is worth watching because of this kill, or? Uh... Don't watch the movie, just watch The Kill.
1: In my eyes, the list I came up with was don't watch the movies. Besides one, don't watch the movies, but The Kill is really good.
2: Okay. Yeah, it's redeeming Redeeming kills in horrible movies.
0: So, Shane, is it? Is it the kills are so good that it's worth watching the movie? Yeah, basically. Okay, I didn't take it that way. <laughs> I watched some fucking terrible movies. That no one should watch.
2: No, it is redeeming really good kills in shitty movies, basically.
0: All right, Shane. Since this was your brainchild, uh, why don't you lead us off on uh, your first selection?
2: Well, my first selection is, and always will be, Jason X. Um, for me, I it have was... that noted here, actually. Oh, handy. Um, well, basically, Jason X. A lot of people were anticipating a really, really good movie when it came out. They were like, yes. Jason Voorhees in space. Bloody blah. But um, the story was seriously lacking. The sets were seriously lacking. The acting was seriously lacking. Everything in this movie was fucking lacking. Although I will say, I'll give him his dues. Jason looked really cool when he got cybered up. You know, with the metal mask and everything and all the nanotech. That looked pretty fucking cool to start with. But this movie is so bad, it's dreadful. They got the cast from the TV show Andromeda um, to basically, you know, we're going to put you in a great big, in a new horror movie. It's going to be Friday the 13th, part 10. We're going to set it in space. And everyone must have been like, woo, yeah, we'll make it in the big leagues. bloody blah, blah. No, sorry, it didn't work like that because the movie was fucking awful. Um but you know it's like Jason the VR thing the whole VR thing what I thought was kind of entertaining especially with the scene when they get into Jason's head or they get the VR suit on Jason's head. Ziggy shut the fuck up. I don't know if you can hear him <laughs> in the background but he's on it's the- just barely just barely He's on the toilet this is what he does every time he goes to the toilet. We should probably take him into the vet.
0: <laughs> time for some fiber in his diet, Shane.
2: No, seriously, and I'm not joking. He's done it ever since he was a kid. <laughs> Every time he goes to the toilet, he's like, I'm on the toilet, I'm having a shit. Fuck off. You know, that kind of thing. It's just ridiculous.
0: But anyway. I give I give Ivan mucilex um, because his uh,
1: shits are so big. <laughs> <laughs> like father, like son.
0: oh my god i took the biggest dump today it was fucking right out of the water man it was like (laughs) i can't believe it it was so big (laughs)
2: what
0: are we talking about
2: (laughs) jason x (laughs) see the thing is right with this movie it had you know you think to yourself oh it's got a fairly fairly good cast you know Kane Hodder as Jason and you know David Cronenberg as Dr. Wimmer. <clears throat> Sorry, but name is not Wimmer. Um, but you know, it's just the film itself was just so bad. It was so fucking awful. Um, some of the kills in it were entertaining, um, especially in the VR setting when he's beaten the two girls to death in the sleeping bag, which was relatively entertaining for me absolutely the best kill in this diabolically bad movie wow i disagree shane no I haven't, the movie... said, I haven't even said what it was i was building up to it oh you okay i'm sorry i thought you said me? that was your favorite no
0: My favorite... okay go ahead
2: go My ahead friend. i won't interrupt you yeah. go on my favorite kill was the liquid nitrogen when the chick in the lab is doing her bits and pieces and then Jason wakes up and basically throws her around and shoves her head in the, into the liquid nitrogen and then smashes her skull, revealing the gory in- internal shit. I thought that kill was actually the best thing in the entire movie.
0: Yeah, I do agree
2: with that. That is the best
0: kill
1: in that movie. I don't know. The, uh, the screw one where the guy (laughs) (laughs) in the horrible CGI,
0: the worst CGI in the film.
1: (laughs) I love that. I like that movie. It's the guilty. Whenever I
0: see that, that kill Mike, the screw one, it makes me think of uh, Hellraiser four in space. And not because there's a similar kill in Hellraiser, but for whatever reason, it just makes me think of that. I don't know. (laughs) But you were saying that you like this movie.
1: I do. You do. Yeah, I know a lot of people don't, but I think it's a it's a guilty pleasure for me because of yeah, the I mean, because of the kills and like Jason looks awesome and like I remember the trailer back in the day when when the girl was like maybe he just wants his machete back. <laughs> it just makes me laugh every time. <laughs> that is a great trailer.
2: But yeah, I mean, for me, that movie is just. Awful on every level apart from that kill.
0: Yeah, I think we can all agree that objectively it's a bad movie. Yeah. Like <laughs> the acting, the directing. Uh, I have a real soft spot for it because mostly for nostalgia from when I watched it in college with my buddies at the movie theater and like we were the only ones there and just laughed the whole time um, at how bad it was. But I mean, so yeah, I, st- still- I still enjoy seeing it.
2: It's a film you can laugh at, but also on the same token, it's a film I often sit there and face palm myself and think, "Why did I think this movie was actually good to start?" Mm. All
0: right, excellent pick, Shane. Uh, Mike, did you want to go next?
1: Uh yeah, but like I said, mine's more of like a list, so it's not like an in-depth review of the movie by any <laughs> any sure. of these. Um, but my first one that I wrote down, the first thing that came into my head when we we're going to do this topic was from a movie called Jaws 19. And I think I've talked about this before <laughs> on, on the podcast, but it was a random movie that Val and I stumbled upon on YouTube. And it was a uh, a Russian, uh, Russian film about a ghost shark. And he's going around. It's like a slasher. and He's going around killing people. But the, the best part of the movie and the part that Val and I rewatched countless times and just fucking cried was uh, there was a scene where a, the ghost shark's chasing a guy. Uh, the man fights him off and runs into another room for safety. But there's no light in the room. So the guy lights a match and there's a random knock on the door like you hear. And the guy goes, who is it? And he opens the door and it's the ghost shark and he attacks him. And it causes the guy to explode, and the shark starts doing flips away in the air. And that was the part that I lost my mind on. And it, it made me laugh so fucking hard, because the explosion is like this yellow computerized thing in the middle of the screen. And you you are led to believe that the shark caused that guy to explode. And it's hysterical. It looks terrible, but it's... I that's the only part that stuck out. The whole movie's in Russian and you don't need to speak Russian to understand the hilarity of that scene. Is there subtitles? Yes. And it's on YouTube for free. It's like an hour and 20 minutes long. And, Val and I watched the whole damn thing. <laughs> it's an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> it's like, it's called Jaws 19.
0: Oh my God. There's trailers for it. I would have watched these, but I can't watch them now while I'm recording. Yes. Right, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to check this out. I've been on a little bit of a shark binge recently. So I'll have to go through that one. All right. Not bad. Would you say that? So is it worth watching that movie just for that scene?
1: No, No, not at all. Like I said, all of these, but one, I wouldn't recommend anyone watch it. But I mean, if you want to sit down and you don't care about subtitles like me, you just watch it. And if you watch it with people like these, these are just kids. I think I read that these are just like high school kids. who were just trying to make a movie. So it's, there's no production value. There's nothing into it, but it is legitimately funny. Awesome.
0: All right. I'm going to go through mine and I can't believe that you guys hadn't picked this one first. Uh, Cause it was the first thing I thought uh, when it came, came to mind on this uh, topic of redeeming kills. I've actually heard people defend this entire movie based on just this one kill. And that's uh, Ghost Ship from 2002.
1: Yep, it's a big one.
0: And obviously, the kill I'm talking about, if you've seen the movie, is the opening scene. Fuck yeah. Um, which is probably, it's one of those, like, masterpiece moments in horror where, like, everything comes together. Um, and, and even if you don't like this movie or don't want to watch it or whatever, you really should go to YouTube. It's, there's It's got to be on YouTube, this kill. I hadn't looked, but it probably is um so wow. go on youtube look up the ghost ship uh, opening scene kill uh and the scene itself it's got um the singer uh francesca retondini uh is singing this like beautiful italian song like it's all uh, the whole everyone on the boat is dancing they're on this like italian cruise liner it's i think the 1960s and um like, the, the crew's walking around, and there's, like, a little girl they keep showing, and she's, like, really bored because she's the only child on this ship. And uh, they give plenty of hints that something awful's gonna happen. They show, like, this, like, tight wire holding these lights and stuff on, on the dance floor while everybody's dancing. And then it shows somebody, like, pulling a lever, and then you see the wire start to tighten, and it breaks loose from its restraints, and it just slices through literally everyone and everyone's still standing around for a moment. And they're like looking at each other. And there's like a couple like little CGI moments added into it when they start to fall apart. But then like, as they're like dropping on the ground, it's, it's all practical effects. There's like, it was way better than I even remembered. Like in my head, I had an idea of what happened in it, but like watching the scene again, I was like, Oh my God, this is actually still great. Um, there's like a woman trying to bring her severed torso back to where she, where her upper body's laying. And there's like, uh, arms, a captain's arm falls down. Like there's just like body parts, blood everywhere, like a little girl crying. Um, and it's just excellent. And it's, it's, it's done in a very like artistic and, um, I don't know, like, you know, something horrible is going to happen because everything's kind of in slow motion and sort of dreamy, but it's, it's just brutal absolutely great uh and the rest of the movie is basically a huge pile of shit and really boring um the cast is fucking excellent juliana Margulies, gabriel byrne um washington it's got carl urban as a as a dickhead which is a great (laughs) casting choice 90s carl urban um and you know uh, the rest of the movie is about like They're trying to salvage, this this crew in the 90s or 2000s, whatever, is trying to salvage the ship that they find, like, just floating in the waters, and uh, weird things start to happen, and it turns out it's a ghost ship, and there's ghosts all in it, and they find out that there's, like, gold on the ship, and they want to get the gold off, but, like, people keep dying, and... It turns out the ship's got more sinister forces and maybe one of the people on the crew is going to betray them or something. I don't know. I watched the whole thing and uh, it's not good. It's it's like it's so dull. It's just. After that one scene is so great, everything else is 100 percent a letdown, especially the ending. There's a climactic battle where like um Juliana Margulies like punches the bad guy in the face twice in the water, and I think she like kicks him in the balls or something, and like the ship explodes.
2: <laughs> the little girl in the movie is um, Emily Browning. And who's she? Sucker punch. She's been in quite a lot, but she was the main. Uh, okay. Movie. Sucker punch. Gotcha.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, she's a little kid. She was fine. I don't know. She play a little <laughs> ghost kid. Yeah, I, yeah. I,
2: she had, she had in the film. I remember seeing it. The first thing I thought of was she's got a WSF, which is a widescreen forehead. <laughs> Jesus, she. That child
1: you about. There's a subreddit called Five Heads.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she fit on that. She'd, she easily. I mean, you could watch widescreen. You could watch widescreen movies off that forehead. Mm. You yeah, know, pretty impressive. But yeah. So I
1: take it, both of you guys have seen this film. Yeah, I love that opening. That it's opening. been a long time since I saw the movie, but I revisit the opening every once in a while.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's that opening scene, though, it's like you don't know what to expect. And you think, oh, yeah, this is really cool, you know. And then it's just that wire just takes everybody out. And you're like, holy fucking shit, that was awesome. And it is one of the most awesome scenes in the film. It was actually voted as one of the greatest. um, Oh, where is it? 2016, the media website Coming Soon named the film's opening scene one of the greatest in horror film history.
0: It's a great scene. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, All right. What, What else you got, Shane? You got another one?
2: Um, Yeah, I do. Hang on, let me just type it up. Um, And this is kind of funny, actually. But personally speaking, I mean, I fucking hated this movie. The only thing I liked about this movie really was the soundtrack. And that was 2005's House of Wax. Um, It was one of those movies, I mean, I'd heard about it. Obviously, this is before I joined fucking any of the websites or any online presence, because so I was a bit late to the game with that. Um, but it's uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny because you watch it and it's like a group of teens are unwittingly stranded near a strange wax museum and soon must fight to survive and keep from becoming the next exhibit. Basically, this it's a remake of the movie house of wax from the 1950s but they updated it quite well they tried to update it quite successfully with a cast of young actors so you've got people like chad michael murray paris hilton eliza eliza cuthbert and like jared Padlecki, may obviously Eliza Cuthbert. She's been in quite a lot of stuff, and Jared Padalecki was more known these days for um, the supernatural TV series. But um, I mean, the movie kind of creepy, but also really fucking cheesy and really quite bad in places. I thought um, it was just some like some people getting fucking but injured like when the girl is escaping through the um, tunnels underneath the museum and she managed to come out and she manages to get out near the um, gas station and um, she manages to I think one of the other characters finds her but he has to hide as one of the bad guys is coming along and she sticks her fingers through the grate. To try and just alert alert her friend where she is. And the bad guy comes along and gets a pair of pliers and just cuts her fingers off. (laughs) That was that was kind of vicious and kind of funny. But for me, the the best kill in this movie was Paris Hilton. Oh yeah. Pole through the head. You know, when she's trying to escape from one of the bad guys and She's like, oh, my God, I'm going to die, blah, 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 all this kind of shit. She hides in a car. And then basically, or she's, like, being chased around, and then she hides in a car. And then she kind of, I think she gets out of the car, and as she's getting out of the car, she looks up, and the pole goes straight through her head. And I was like, that was amazing. Because let's face it, everybody fucking hates Paris Hilton. I mean, she's just, like... She's failed at everything that she's done. Um, But that scene for me is the most standout scene in that movie. It's just that pole through the head. And her head slams back and she falls forward. And and her head just slides down the pole. And she's just like hanging there, suspended. With the pole wedged into the floor and just her head and all the blood dripping. And I just thought that was fucking great. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah that was like peak Paris Hilton too like she, she, co- she couldn't have been more popular than when she made that movie
2: yeah I think because a lot of people they kind of gave away the fact that everyone was like see Paris Guy on like the um, on like the tag on the movie tagline kind of thing so it's I just found it really funny when when that happened And I was like, okay, yeah, this could be a laugh. I mean, she was also in uh, Repo, the genetic opera, where half her face had been fucking um, removed and replaced with weird shit. But, um, you know, I thought the movie itself was... It was awful. It was fucking awful. But her death, in that movie just made it right (laughs) yeah i remember liking this one
0: i i didn't see this until much much later probably like i don't know eight years after it came out or something right and i i was pleasantly surprised like i i went into it thinking this is going to be one of those really shitty remakes you know like um oh, I don't know, like, Black Christmas or, like, something like that. Like, it's just going to be an awful remake. And I was like, oh, this actually isn't as bad as I had thought. I kind of want to revisit it now, and I wonder if it's if it, like, holds up at all. Yeah. I mean, I don't don't remember too much. I remember, obviously, Paris Hilton getting killed and that that finger gag where the girl puts her fingers to the grates. As soon as you said that, I'm like, oh, my God, that's right. That was great. And he just starts clipping them (laughs) off.
2: And she's screaming, like, oh, oh, hang on a minute, why don't you just pull your hand away instead of just leaving it there? So yeah. can... <laughs> it Each yeah. one gets clipped off.
0: Clip, clip. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, man. You ever see this one, Mike? Yeah, I actually watched it a couple times. Um, the last time I watched it, I gave it a 5 out of 10. Uh, this isn't, I, I mean, I've seen some really shitty remakes, and this isn't one of them, in my opinion. Plus, Paris Hilton's death was pretty iconic, and it Um, it's pretty much a standard, you know, like mid two thousands slasher. It's pretty, I, I think when I watched it, I gave the impression that it was pretty harmless for what it was. You can't fuck with the original Vincent Price and everything, but sure. This is, this is just a harmless movie. I didn't mind it. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, what do you, what do you got, Mike? You got another one you want to talk about? So
1: I don't remember if the guy died in it or not, but this is, this is, pretty funny scene um so this is a movie called night of the dribbler it's about (laughs) i've watched it one time and this scene has always been stuck in my head and this movie has a uh, serial killer whose face is a basketball and the cover is shows that as well but in this scene the basketball face killer puts up a razor on the backboard of one of the hoops And he gets a ladder and gently places it inside the net. And then, like, a few seconds later, a kid walks into practice and takes a few shots. And the third shot, he goes for a slam dunk. And it shows him jumping in the air, slamming it into the net. And his hands get cut off. And a newspaper clipping a second later says, high top injured, team left (laughs) shorthanded. And it's this whole movie is just pun after pun, and then there's a guy in between scenes, and I guess he was a comedian at the time. And he just like does all these puns and says all these horrible, non funny jokes. And it is so lame and cringeworthy that it makes it sort of watchable. Um. Otherwise, I wouldn't recommend this movie at all. But some of the kills in it are really pretty funny. Some guy uses, I think he uses a head of one of the people he's killed to like start shooting hoops and stuff. <laughs> so it's a it's a pretty funny movie, but I would not recommend it to anybody. I think that's also on YouTube.
0: It, it used to be on Amazon Prime, but it's not anymore. I just looked it up. So I'm like, that's, I, I know I watched it on Amazon, but. They want you to pay 99 cents to rent it. Absolutely not. Not (laughs) Not worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, that is a ridiculous movie. It has the feeling of like, like an 80s, I don't know, like a John Cusack or like Teen Wolf. Like it should be like, I don't know, it's like in a high school and a gym and everything's kind of goofy but it's just awful. Yep. Really. <laughs> a ridiculous movie. As soon as you said Night of the Dribbler, it's like, oh, God, it's all coming back to me. <laughs> Why did I have to remember that movie? I apologize. Oh, man. Yeah, that's that's a ridiculously awful movie with some dumb, goofy shit in it. All right. Um, my next one that I picked, uh, another one that I watched for this episode is Dreamcatcher from two thousand three? Oh Jeez. yeah. <laughs> Directed by Lawrence Kasdan, <laughs> who is the guy that wrote uh, Empire Strikes Back and all the shitty Star Wars sequels, I think. Um, another great cast: Thomas Jane, Jason Lee, Morgan Freeman, Tom Sizemore, Timothy Oliphant, uh, and Donnie Wahlberg. Of course, uh, where would we be without Donnie? Um, and so the movie itself is like, imagine if Stephen King tried to remake it, only it's aliens instead of like, like, like legit aliens. Not like Pennywise is like some weird alien, but like actual aliens, and uh, everybody is unlikable and shitty, and the characters are terrible. <laughs> um, and that's basically what Dreamcatcher is. So like all these guys, they're adults. Uh, they get together and they go off to this cabin in the woods uh, for some hunting and hanging out. Apparently they do it every year. Um, and they do this to like, I don't know, uh, celebrate um, one of their other friends when they were younger, who was like this uh, autistic kid or something when they were little kids. And, and sort of like it, they do flashbacks back to when they were kids and, and, You know, they'll do adventures, or they find, you know, the little autistic kid, and, you know, they protect him from bullies and stuff, and he becomes part of the crew, and they're, like, good friends. But But, like, you're watching this, and you're thinking, oh, okay, so at some point, this little kid died, and that's why they get together every year, and they cheers to him, and they're looking up to the sky, and they're like, you know this is for Duttitz, who are the best person we've ever met. And they're like, yeah, cheers. And they're all hanging out and drinking and telling stories and laughing about, you know, stuff from back in the day. Um, and then like the, the kill happens around this point. Um, <clears throat> the, the gate, the group is kind of like split up a little bit. Two guys are off hunting. One of them's going to town to get supplies with another one. So they all kind of split off and, um, one of the guys that's hunting comes back to the cabin and runs across uh, another hunter who is just like roaming the woods and he's like freezing to death. So the guy goes, oh my God, you know, takes him in, brings him to the cabin, warms him up, gives him some soup. and like the guy has is like in noticeable distress where his like abdomen is super huge. Like he's got like a really bloated stomach, like comically huge, and he keeps farting and it stinks and he's burping and then like another guy comes back and they're like oh what's wrong with this guy i don't know let's let's get him to lay down till their other friend who's a doctor comes back so they get this guy to lay down and they're making jokes about farting and shitting and like it's really it's really a strange sequence of scenes uh, eventually they they have to leave to go do something they come back and they see that the man is not in his bed anymore and there's a trail of blood and a huge pool of blood right where his ass was. And now it's the trail goes all the way into the bathroom. So they're like knocking on the bathroom door. They're like, hey, buddy, you okay? And he's like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Don't don't come in here. And they're like, well, listen, you're bleeding. Where are you bleeding from? And he goes, I'm not bleeding. And like, but there's just blood everywhere. So they kick the door down uh, in time to see this guy like keel over. And apparently like... Uh, an alien has exploded out of his ass when he was taking a shit and it's now trapped in a toilet and they lock the seat down. And Jason Lee is like sitting on the toilet seat, trying to hold the shit monster from getting out. And the plan is the other guy, the ginger guy is going to run out and get duct tape so they can duct tape the toilet lid. So Jason Lee can get off the toilet. So like this whole sequence is just like, it's comically insane. Like it keeps going, going And then Jason Lee drops his toothpicks and they fall into the shit blood and only one of them doesn't have shit blood on it, but it's just out of his reach. So he really, really wants that toothpick and he's like trying to hold the toilet seat down and he's trying to reach for the toothpick and he just can't manage. And like the shit monster escapes from the toilet, breaks the toilet open and like it bites off Jason Lee's fingers and you're like, okay, what the fuck's going on? And eventually, it ends up killing him in like a horrible manner. And then it comes up, and um, it it doesn't. Oh, well, it tries to attack the ginger guy as he comes back. But then it the guy opens the door, and the like shit snake comes out, and and uh, ginger guy is distracted by uh, something else he sees. And it shows the snake slowly slithering up the worst CGI alien you've ever seen. And it's like this huge eight foot tall alien. And then the alien's head explodes and the ginger guy breathes it in and it's all happening at once. And you're trying to take it all in and like, you're just having difficulty because you're like, what the fuck is happening in this movie? What the fuck? And then later in the movie, you find out the autistic kid wasn't dead. He's still alive. And they just never invited him up to this fucking cabin for hanging out for 20 years. One of their best friends. They just hadn't seen him. They just stopped seeing him. So you're like, I hate all of these people. These are shitty characters. I don't care what happens. And the rest of the movie is equally nuts with, um, um, what's his face? Fucking, um, Tom Sizemore is, is like, uh, trying to help the gang, like stop an alien invasion and Morgan Freeman loses his mind and wants to kill a whole bunch of civilians. I don't know. It's fucking terrible. And then they, they get the. Uh, autistic kid, and it turns out he's an alien, and he has to fight the other alien, but he also has cancer, so, I don't know, I I don't know what the fuck's going on in this movie, it's ridiculous, really bad, but that one, like, series, it's almost like a series of scenes, it's kind of like cheating, because it starts from, like, the guy coming in the cabin, to, like, burping and farting and shitting himself, to, like, (laughs) a fucking shit monster breaking out of the toilet, it's like this whole, just, nightmare of events, and, uh, yeah, it's really bad. Um, I looked for the scene online, actually, and you can only find half of it. You can't find, like, the first half. It's only the second half with the alien. So, um, yeah, that's my uh, that's my rant on Dreamcatcher. Uh, maybe the worst Stephen King property I've seen in a long
1: time. <laughs> Whew. Have
0: you seen that one, Mike?
1: Yes, I have. <laughs> and I, the only thing I remember from it... And I think he it soiled my thoughts on this actor for the longest time. But Damian Lewis in it, the redheaded guy, yeah. he is overacting so much in this movie that it made me not want to watch him in anything else. Oh, yeah. I absolutely can't stand him in this. It's, and it's not like the writing. It's not the shitty uh, casting because it's great casting. But it's just like him and the way he's trying to act out these scenes. It's terrible and i I can't watch him in anything else, I think he's just got like this punchable face that yeah. i I just hate, and he could be a super nice guy in real life. I don't know, but I just as a acting standpoint, I can't stand him. I will turn anything off that he's in
0: <laughs> is he in anything good? Like, I, I don't, don't know
1: because I don't watch him
0: <laughs> another part that really annoyed me was Jason Lee in this like. I can take him or leave him. He's not like an actor that I'm like, oh, I love him and stuff. But this was at like peak Jason Lee, where he was in every fucking movie. And he's so obnoxious in this, like just the most annoying, swarmy piece of shit. <laughs> you know, you're just like, oh, I hate you, Jason Lee. And the character he's playing, he's supposed to be playing essentially Richie Tozier from fucking It. Because it's like the same thing. He's a loud nerd with glasses who like swears all the time and is a dickhead. And like you just end up hating him. You don't identify with him at all. So like I said, it's a bad, bad version of It. And I can't believe Stephen King made this. Like it's the same fucking thing.
2: Just way worse.
0: Shane, you ever seen Dreamcatcher?
2: Once and I've never seen it again since. I hated the film. I really, genuinely hated the movie. It was just awful. And the book was not much better either. So I didn't read this book at all.
0: Is it like it in that way that it's always flashbacks and stuff?
2: It is. But um, from what I mean, it was 20 years ago when I read it. So um, it was a long fucking time back. But from what I can remember, yeah, it is pretty similar in that aspect. But it's obviously, there's no demonic entity that's trying to eat them or anything like that. But the film itself, it has the, um, the major plot points from the book. and I think that's what made it bad, because they concentrated on that more than other aspects of the book. Mm. And personally speaking, I just thought it was fucking awful.
0: So... Yeah, it takes place in Derry, Maine as well. Like, it's the same town, and the, the guys are essentially the same age, and it's flashbacks to when they were kids, sticking around, and, and I don't know. <laughs> what? Why? Why would you make this, in any sense, the book or the movie? Cash grab? I don't know. I, I don't know. I can't say I'm, uh, I'm well, going to be putting I... this on my to-read list. It's that's not going to be read.
1: I read on IMDb just now that Stephen King sold the movie rights for a dollar. Not worth it.
0: No. <laughs> what a hunk of garbage! All right, so I know you. I know you said Shane that you only had two prepared. Do you have any any others off the top of your head you wanted to mention? Yeah, I've got one I... other.
2: I've got one more movie I'm going to talk about, and that is an American Werewolf in Paris. Oh. Um what was the good part, <laughs> oh, the good part well, hold on no it's like the redeeming kill for me. yeah. i mean obviously you've got um who you got you got tom everett scott julie Deppley in a film um written by tim burns and tom stern and john landis because characters based on american wealth and london basically this whole movie is like three guys Thrill seekers go to Paris, do a bungee jump off the Eiffel Tower. And on the way, on the, as they're doing so, they find the character of Julie Deadley, um, who plays a seraphim, um, trying to commit suicide, and they don't really and they don't know why. So they manage to save her, and you know, it's like, Wow, you know, they saved her, blah blah, all that shit. But it turns out what well, they didn't realize that she's actually a werewolf and she's trying to kill herself to stop the curse of her being a werewolf um and this is where it gets it, i thought this got a bit hokey storyline because i was reading up on this i read up on it about a while back but it's basically the storyline is the daughter of the werewolf from american werewolf in london is alive and living in paris where her mother from the first film And stepfather are trying to overcome her lycanthropic disease. A trio of American tourists on a thrill seeking trip around Europe managed to stop her from plunging to her death from the top of the Eiffel Tower and are embroiled in a horrific but often hilarious plot involving a secret society of werewolves based in the city and a drug which allows werewolves to change at any time. This time there's no need for a full moon. Right now looking at the trivia Basically what they're implying is Alex from Alex and David from American Werewolf in London had a baby who was um Seraphine because they're saying that although she mentions in the film Seraphim's mother was a nurse, implying that it was Alex from the first movie and her stepfather, who is the guy, you know, missing a leg. Becoming a werewolf, you know, once a month, and she's trying to cure him, and try, they're trying to seek out the cure to stop it from happening. And it turns out that whole plot line was from a first draft of the script. So the film that you see basically bears no resemblance to the original script.
1: <laughs>
2: um, and it's, I mean, the movie itself. It's cheese, it's camp, it's ridiculously over the top. And, you know, there's some scenes in it which are very questionable. It's like when the character Andy jumps off the old tower and he hits his head on the rebound. Um, basically, technically that should have killed him because it said if he'd have rebounded back from where he was shown when he drops Seraphin on the floor, it would have smashed his skull to pieces and killed him instantly because it's when he hits the bar and it's on his way up when he hits the bar it's that and that always made me chuckle when i watched it but the kill or kills for me is when the um is when the werewolf cult had the party the american independence day party and basically, they invite all the Americans that are all happen to be in Paris because there's happen to be quite a few of them. Invite them to this underground, disused church, lock and bolt the doors, and proceed to massacre every single fucking one of them. Um, and it's the bottleneck scene that I really liked when you got all these people trying to get out. And they're all being attacked from behind by this group of werewolves that have all basically ingested this drug, um, which can turn them on the spot. Cue really cheap and cheesy looking shitty CGI werewolf effects. And lots of people being mauled to death. And it's the one scene that sticks out for me is when the bouncer has got the door closed. And... um, you know, it's like you just see this hand shoot out and grabs his shirt and then as he steps away, there's like, there's the stump of his arm kind of thing, or his arm minus the rest of his body that um, pulls away, but it's like everybody in there gets killed. Actually, no, correct. I correct myself. It's not the Independence Day party. It's the party that they have before because it's the Independence Day party that um, um, Tom Everett Scott is trying to save his buddy Chris because his buddy Brad has already been murdered by one of the werewolves. Um, But um, it was the Independence Day party scene that was quite cool where, all right. Wow. All right. What?
0: Yeah. yeah he's sick of your shit is what he's saying
2: yeah basically anyway yeah we i died well before i was rudely interrupted there's been a lot of that today um yeah all right i get your point but um yeah that that scene the bottleneck scene in the church at the beginning of the sea at the no at the end of the movie is when they're in the church and you've got the... All right! All right! Stop it! I'll sort that out in a minute. There we go. Yeah, it's... uh, The... um, Yeah, the bouncer is in the... uh, forklift. And... Basically, there's a scene where he looks up and there's a statue falling on his head. That was another fairly quite funny scene where he goes splat. But um, yeah, it was that scene at the beginning when all the people are getting massacred left, right and fucking centre. That I thought was really cool. In an otherwise very dodgy movie.
0: Yeah, I, I haven't seen this movie in... Fuck, I don't know. 15 years? More? Probably more.
2: I actually and, bought it on DVD. Yeah,
0: I got a DVD of it somewhere.
2: Yeah. And it and a I,
0: I don't want to watch it again.
2: I watched
1: <laughs> it like last year, the year before, and I oh. don't remember any of the scenes Shane was talking about. Yeah. I remember was... them bungee jumping from
0: the Eiffel Tower. That does ring a bell.
2: Yeah, I mean that was quite that was quite funny when he rebounds and he hits his head on the bar. And I mean that was quite funny and he winds up in hospital. And there is a scene where um Seraphine is actually stealing hearts. Um, literal hearts in a jar or in a bag. And then the following day you see her liquidizing them. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, that's an interesting one to bring up, Shane. And I certainly won't be watching an American Werewolf in Paris. <laughs> Mike, I know you've got a, a list going. Um, you want to give off a couple, and then I got, I got some more. I've on only got well. three
1: more, so I could just like yeah. name them real quick. Yeah, run through. Them. Um, the first one I have is The Video Dead. And mm-hmm. uh, the first time I watched this movie, I liked it. The second time, I was like, oh, now I see where people are coming from. Um. So this scene, a woman is cooking a recipe she's hearing on the radio, and then she goes to check up on her laundry. When she gets to her washer, a zombie pops out and strangles her. (laughs) And the following scene shows just her legs sticking out of the washing machine, and two zombies are giggling. And then the washing machine comes on, and the legs just start twirling around and around in circles. And then it cuts to the hose that drains the water into the utility sink, and it pours out blood. (laughs) <laughs> and the whole time the zombies are like giggling and they're like, hey, 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 and I don't remember the context at all to this, but it just made me laugh. And I think it's pretty memorable and, and funny. Um, Also that movie with zombies coming out of the TV is, is pretty cool. And the, the VHS cover is like, uh, oh, so good. Yeah. It's, it's the eyes light up in the dark and everything. It's super cool. Um, my, <laughs> my, uh, my next one is the evil dead remake. Because I think that movie is a huge piece of shit. But the no. uh, towards the end of the movie, this is like the final scene. So if you, for some reason you haven't seen the Evil Dead remake, by now I would recommend not to. But if you haven't seen it and you're interested in it, don't listen. But the final scene of the movie, uh, a car lands on the the lead actress's hand. And it's on its side and she's trapped under it with a demon crawling towards her uh there's a chainsaw just out of reach so the room, woman pulls her hand from underneath the car and you see the skin and bone separating from her arm which is done super well and she screams and looks at her nub picks up the chainsaw and looks at the demon crawling towards her and the demon says oh, feast on your soul and she responds with feast on this motherfucker and she sticks on she <laughs> sticks the chainsaw through the demon's face and blood is spraying everywhere and the scene, uh, just in this scene alone, there was 50,000 gallons of blood used. In the whole <laughs> movie, there were 70,000 gallons of blood used. 70, and,
2: yeah. oh, and, yeah, this,
1: and in this scene is the only thing, in my opinion, that's redeeming uh, this terrible movie. It's I hate it. But this scene alone, where it's like raining blood towards the end of it, it's the most metal thing. And it's so well done. You what know, like, that
0: actually makes me think of makes me think of Mandy now.
1: Yeah, I remember that. But there's so
0: much blood in a chainsaw fight.
1: Yeah, that was that was really good. Very artsy weird movie. <laughs> I oh, I love Mandy. Yeah, that's that's the killer soundtrack and oh man. And uh my final pick would be Feast 2. Okay. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys remember Feast 2,
0: but this I strangely enough you say feast 2 i thought about feast 2 like this week i was like i should watch the feast movies again
1: (laughs) first one is i love the first one it's a super guilty pleasure my practical effects and great casting and it's like produced by wes craven and matt damon and ben affleck and it's just so much fun the next two are horrible uh, they um, you know, maybe they're not that bad, but the CGI is terrible. It's kind of shits over everything that the first one attempted. But Feast Two, this kill has been stuck in my head for years. I can, I can uh, tell you about it in the back of my brain. Like I just watched it yesterday, and I obviously re, you know, rewatch it for this podcast. But uh, there's a baby trapped in a car, and monsters are everywhere on the street. Uh, one of the survivors from the movie goes to save the baby and manages manages to get to the car because they could hear the baby like cooing and crying and everything. So as soon as he picks up this little baby, this little guy, a monster breaks into the car and begins to chase them. This man is one-arming this baby like a football while a monster is chasing him. He literally is like underhanding this baby. and You see the legs going crazy (laughs) as he's running away. The other survivors are on a nearby roof cheering him on. And they're like, come on, you could do it, you know. And they start trying to they shoot at the monster, chasing him, and it doesn't really shoot him off. So for, I don't know how the physics work, but he swings on a cable up to a roof. But since he only has one arm, the other one's holding the baby, he drops down again to the street while screaming for help. He's like, help, help, help. And they can't do anything because they're on a roof. So when he gets back down, he begins running again. And he looks down to say, "Hang on, baby." He keeps calling it baby, which is funny as hell. So this entire time, you hear the baby cooing and giggling, like he's having a blast, he's having fun. And they keep showing the baby, like it's just like this cute, the cutest little baby in the world. So he holds the baby with two hands and begins juking it like a football. Like he's got, <laughs> it's so funny because it's obvious that the baby's fake, like he's carrying a little doll, and he's juking the monsters like he's handling a football. And the guy is getting tired, though, and the monsters are getting closer. So in this scene, (laughs) the man holds the baby out in front of him and gives him eye contact. And soft music starts playing while the baby is still cooing and giggling. And the man goes, sorry, baby, I am sorry. And he flings the child into the air. And a slow motion scene plays where the baby is hovering for a moment. And there's like soft music. And the child looks at the monsters chasing him and begins to cry. And for a second you think the baby is gonna be caught or saved, but you just hear a splat and they actually show the baby on the ground with blood all around him, and he's like, uh uh and a second later a monster picks him up with his teeth to eat him. And apparently <laughs> and apparently in real life, this was the director's nephew. And this, this scene has always been stuck in my head. My my buddy and I always quote, we're like, sorry, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I never and, heard anyone quote Feast Two. Yeah, I know it's. I love it's so it's so sad, but it's hysterical. I would not recommend this movie or the the sequel to Feast Two, Feast Three, to anybody. But that scene, it's on YouTube. It's hilarious. Yeah, that's some like classic trauma
0: shit. Like that's that's some awful stuff. Oh, God. I remember when that, like, when Feast 2 came out, people were so mad, like, specifically at that scene. They were like, I cannot watch these this movie anymore. <laughs> it's garbage. Blah, blah, blah. I, I remember it was a big deal when it came out. and It was awful.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. I have a, a review I want to do, and it's only going to take me about five minutes, but I'll wait till you're done with yours.
0: Yeah, so I got a few other ones on here. I got, I got a controversial one, Mike, I Ooh. figured I'd put out there. Maybe piss some people off. Um, so this is maybe one of the most iconic kills in any movie of all time. Uh, one of the best special effects sequences ever. And I um, people are going to piss shit on me, but Scanners is not that good of a movie.
2: It's not. It really is.
0: But obviously, I'm talking about the head explosion yeah. um, with, Michael, with Michael Ironside, where he blows a guy's head up. And the head explosion is like, oh, my God. Like, there's an, there, it, it, there can't be a more iconic head explosion because it's just perfect. It's like the flap of skin. Like, I can see this in my head when I close my eyes because I've seen it so many times as his head just gives way. And, like, it just sort of flaps forward and there's chunks everywhere. Oh, it's incredible um but the rest of the movie is honestly kind of boring there's some there's some good scenes in it but like I, I don't like the lead actor i know he's been in other stuff and you know i i love cronenberg but this is not his best work i i, I don't even i think it's probably one of his worst to be completely honest because it's just boring and um I don't know. I don't know how there's like 30 sequels to Scanners as well. There's like Scanners 2 and 3, the whole Scanner, co- which is like another three movies, I think. I don't know. But um, but yeah, that scene is just, you know, if you haven't seen, you've seen it. I mean, if you're on the Internet, that before Facebook cleaned up all their GIFs, I would see that on every fucking post. <laughs> uh, so that was great. Um, that was a good pick. I agree with that some other ones like so i i thought of some that i'm like oh okay this will be a good one to pick because like in my head i remembered the kill and i remembered it being good but then i went back and watched it and i'm like wait that that kill fucking sucked was uh in halloween five i remember the kills in the barn and i remember being being like the only thing i remember about the movie the only thing that was good in halloween five i was like oh yeah when michael myers you know stabs that that guy in the barn and it's like this awesome jacks him up and so I went and I watched one of those like um kill counts or whatever on YouTube just because I didn't want to watch Halloween 5 and uh got to that kill and I'm like oh that that kill actually kind of fucking sucks so there's like no redeeming qualities in Halloween 5 (laughs) so I can't even list it (laughs) like I thought it had a good kill because I remembered it but it wasn't when I went back to check it out um other little stuff um I know you mentioned Jason 10, Chain, but in, in Friday 8, where the guy's boxing Jason on the roof. Oh, that was ridiculous. Absolute classic. Absolute classic. Yeah, that,
2: that kill was fucking ridiculous. Yeah,
1: I loved it. See, you don't like that
2: movie. I hate
0: that movie. That's the worst one.
1: <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's absolutely There's the worst. no way that's the worst one. Easily. Easily the worst. You like that better than 5.
0: Or, yeah. I like 5 better than 8. Yeah. Is what you're just asking. Uh, they're yes. pretty close. Five is the second worst. But I do like five better than eight. Five isn't boring. I'll, like, eight is fucking boring as shit. It's like four hours long. It's like the longest Friday 13th, and fucking nothing happens on the boat. It's so boring. <laughs> no
1: exaggeration at all on that. <laughs> oh.
0: That's what it feels like. Part five, I also had listed, Mike, because while five is an awful movie. Uh, that scene where the guy's head gets crushed with the belt against the tree.
1: Oh, that's great. I mean,
0: I wish they like they had an uncut version of that because it is excellent. Um, So that's another great one in a terrible movie. Uh, a Last night, like, so I've got, sometimes I'll just like go in my movie room and like, okay, I know I've seen these movies and they're awful. Because like what I was trying to do is just remember really bad movies and like good kills in them. So I'm like, oh. I've got these two bloody murder movies. I don't know if you guys have seen those. you've You've probably um, seen the VHS yeah. covers. It's a guy in a hockey mask and the title of the film is Bloody Murder. And it used to be on Blockbuster constantly. so I'm like, all right, I know I've watched these and they're awful. I'm like There's, there, there, there has to be a reason they made a sequel to it. so the first one must have at least a decent kill none zero they're like all <laughs> cutaways they don't even show it i watched the whole goddamn movie like a fucking idiot last night <laughs> there was nothing in the movie worth watching i was so upset with myself uh and then my last one i had listed here it's not even a kill um but it's just something that i find myself constantly going back to and like laughing because it's the funniest fucking thing ever And It's in the remake of The Wicker Man where Nicolas Cage dresses up as a bear and (laughs) and punches a woman in the face. I know she didn't die, but I don't care. It's like my favorite scene. (laughs) I'm sure she lived, but man, was that great. Fucking Nick Cage in a bear costume punching a lady in the face. (laughs) That's a haymaker, too. I love that scene. He comes running up (laughs) <laughs> KABOOM. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh so I also have a list. I uh I asked Miles cuz he's always excellent on making these lists and I figured um he could piss us off with his list because some of the movies on here I'm like I'm going to fucking kill you for listing this as a bad movie. Uh but he did have a good selection on here. I don't know if you guys want to zip through some of these. Yeah. Uh so Miles had Ghost Ship obviously. Um, he listed, uh, the 1980s blob with the guy in the sink. And I was like, that's not a bad movie. That's an excellent movie. What the fuck are you talking about? He's like, it sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking miles. Um, he said the saw movie with the skinheads. I think that one he's talking about was, um, um, the one with the guy from
1: Lincoln park copy
0: number three
1: no no Chester Bennington what? was not in three was He like was six in, or uh, something yeah this was like six one
0: yeah and he, where he gets glued to the seat I think that's the one he's talking about Um, and yeah that's a pretty good one uh, he says terrifier with the girl uh, being bifurcated upside down
1: yes I should have named that <laughs> I uh, 100 that movie sucks but that kill is great yeah <laughs> Uh, he also
0: has listed, and I'm upset about this too, Ricky-O, um, just about every kill in the movie, but which means the movie's great, so I don't know how he's fucking... <laughs> uh, he said, Hostile 2, the girl and the scythe. Um, and that's a... I like Hostile 2. Yeah, and that's an excellent kill, though. He's right. That part is amazing. Uh, Silent Hill, where Pyramid Head flays the girl on the steps of the church.
2: I like that movie, but I love that kill. Yeah. Yep.
0: Uh Anaconda, where you get the view from inside the <laughs> snake when it eats John Voight. <laughs> How did he come up with these? I don't... Like these are ones like I haven't even remembered. I know. I, I texted him and it, and like I then got forty texts in a row from him. Like of just nonsense of this. He says Vampire Hunter D where gray gets his head crushed by the main vampire that i don't know i guess is that an anime? I think so. Yeah, i don't think i've seen that one. Uh Final Destination 2 where the kids crushed by the glass window, that's a good one. But i don't know I like that, that movie. Though. Yeah, i don't know if that's bad though. That's a good movie. Uh no. Deadly Friend, the basketball scene. <laughs> oh man, yeah, i agree. <laughs> that's a great one. <laughs> um Green Inferno the one dude that gets yes.
1: dismembered while he's still alive. That's excellent. Even the eye scene is really good. Yeah. They're cutting out that guy's eye. Also, shitty movie. Yeah, terrible. It's awful.
0: Uh, he says, Motel Hell, the chainsaw fight. I-, I like Motel Hell. Yeah, it's pretty gritty. I, I enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, Cube, <clears throat> the wire mesh in the acid bath. He's fucking crazy. Cube is amazing. I love Cube. Val hates it. Oh my god, what? Yeah. Who hates Cube? Val. Jesus. Uh, Thirteen <laughs> ghosts. Uh, the attorney getting cut in half by the glass. I assume he means the remake.
2: Yeah, that was, yeah that's a pretty dire movie. But that yeah, is, the movie's no. not
0: the best. And uh, just to piss Mike off, uh, Intruder, the bandsaw going through the guy's head. Get
2: the
1: fuck. Out. He's never allowed on this podcast ever again. <laughs> You know, yesterday, uh, he commented on something that was, like, a few weeks or months old in the UHM group, because I said I liked uh, M. Night Shyamalan's movie, uh, what's it called, Uh, the one where it's, like, the old... Yeah, the village. I said I enjoyed the village. I said it's a cool movie. And he commented, "Like now," and he's like, "It's a farce." And I'm like, "What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Six How do you even look up this post?" And two, I like Village. It's it's a good movie.
0: Oh man, uh, I saw I only saw the Village once, and I did not like it. So
1: <laughs> it, it it has a twist.
0: Oh really? A Shyamalan <laughs> movie? <laughs> the twist is it was actually a bad movie and you didn't realize it <laughs> yeah it definitely threw people through for a loop but i liked it uh, he said says... come on i don't know uh volcano the dude in the subway tunnel i do not
1: remember this that's the one with tommy lee jones i think like i used to watch that when i was a kid a lot but i don't remember oh wait the subway tunnel yeah he's like melting yeah he was like melting through the tracks I don't know, I like that movie
0: because it's nostalgic. Yeah, uh, Hatchet with the woman's head being ripped open. Completely disagree, Hatchet rocks. I hate the casting of Hatchet, but the visual effects is great. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Mirrors, when the chick rips her mouth open while she's in the bathtub. I've seen Mirrors, I don't remember it. Uh, the collection, the opening scene with a thresher at the rave. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's been a while since I've seen the collection. Yeah.
0: Um, Texas Chainsaw Zero, I assume he means the prequel. The final kill where he gets her through the seat of the car.
1: I don't, I don't remember that.
0: I don't think that was a bad movie. I liked that. Was that Texas Chainsaw 3D? No, I, I... No, that was the reboot. That was the uh, that was the remake. The reboot prequel with Arlie Ermey.
1: Texas Chainsaw Zero.
0: Well, I don't know. He, he did it in a text. Who knows what it actually is?
1: The <laughs> beginning. Isn't that what it's called? No, the no. beginning was the sequel to the remake. I think that's what he's talking about. Oh, yeah, maybe that makes sense.
0: I like those movies a lot. Oh, and then his wife, who uh, is now on my shit list. Uh, I'm going to fully fucking... I, I know that he knows this will piss me off. That's why he said it's from his wife. <laughs> He's like, it's not me, it's my wife, says in Martyrs, the main chick getting skinned
1: while the kid's shot. Maybe she meant the remake? I hope so. I swear I hope so. Because Martyrs is a very uncomfortable movie. It's like a 9 out of 10, though. It's fucking awesome.
0: Yeah.
1: I can't watch
2: it. I can't watch it. I watched it once, that was enough. I can't watch it again.
1: Martyrs has a scene in there that generally makes me uncomfortable, and I have to look away. Yeah. When, like, she's taking that uh, metal, like, mask thing off that woman's face. And, like, you... She's, like, pouring water on it. And you see, like, all the blood and shit, like, washing off. And, like, I can't... And then she starts cutting herself. I was like, holy fuck. I can't watch that. It's very hard yeah. to watch. But that movie, man.
0: Oof. Everything. From, like, like you when you start thinking about it again and you think about, like like the flashback torture scenes. And then you think about like the family getting killed and you're like, Oh my God, the husband and wife. You're like, Holy fucking yeah. Shit. The son. Oh my God. Uh, and then the last one on here, I'll mention, cause I liked it. Uh, she said, uh, maximum overdrive and the death was Stephen King's directorial <laughs> career. Wow. <laughs>
1: Maximum Motor Drive makes me laugh. Last time I watched it, they're all like honking and everything. Like all these cars are like honking and like talk to each other yeah. and it just makes me laugh every
0: time. <laughs> I love the ACDC soundtrack. It just yeah. <laughs> as soon as it comes on, I I'm, I'm like fired up. I love it. I don't know why. So that's it, fellas. That's the exhaustive list.
1: It was a good list. Yeah.
0: So if anyone has any other ideas on great kills and terrible movies, let us know. Maybe I'll watch the kill, but I will not watch that movie. <laughs> if it's bad so uh so yeah i know you had um something else you wanted to discuss mike a recent watch
1: yeah i uh so this movie has been on my radar for a few years now uh, It was called the wolf house and the thing that was interesting about it was i always heard that it was comp- composed entirely of stop animation um and Val is super into to artwork, and she loves like artsy stuff. And I love artsy movies. And we're watching the Criterion Channel, and there's a section for animated films, and that was on there. So if you this sounds interesting to you, it's on the Criterion Channel streaming service, and it's that whole service is worth it. But this animated section is fantastic. So um, it's directed by, and I'm going to butcher this, but Joaquin. Cochina and Christabel Leon. Um, the plot, it's about a story of Maria. She takes refuge in a house in southern Chile after escaping from a German colony. Uh, it, it starts off with like this propaganda film where how this German colony is actually making honey and how they're not as bad as people say they are, and you know, outsiders are just confused and they treat their people really well, but in actuality they get tortured, and this one girl named Maria. Decides to escape. And keep in mind, this is all done with stop animation. The, the propaganda film in the beginning isn't, but the rest of the movie is all done in like a fairy tale kind of setting. It starts off that way, at least, and it's all done with stop animation. So Maria is describing that a wolf is after her and she cannot leave because the wolf will take her and bring her back to the colony. Uh, slowly over the course of the film, the house seems to not want Maria to leave. This entire movie is composed of stop animation. It was completed over the course of five years, and every set of this movie was worked on in real human size. Uh, Some of the sets are ridiculously impressive, and I couldn't believe it was actually stop motion most of the time. I kept asking myself how long this movie could take to make. Uh, Some examples of this is for uh, a couple seconds of film, a wall changes color. So that means they had to paint and then repaint the wall for every frame. The characters begin morphing to other kinds of creatures and it's all done due to so much work. Uh, The weird thing is that this film is actually creepy. It's a horror movie, um, but, you know, stop animation. Uh, There were times that legitimately made me uncomfortable. I can't get into it without spoiling too much, but it does involve pigs. Um, There are dubs over the animation of what Maria is going through. Uh, You hear Maria kind of talking to herself and talking to these two pigs and, Uh, She's kind of telling the viewer what she is seeing. And as the movie progresses, the the house becomes more and more sentient in a way and doesn't want her to go. Uh, Sometimes you hear the wolf and other times you hear members of the German colony calling out to her like Maria, Maria, like shit like that. Uh, The wolf house is not in English, uh, but you'll be more captivated by the animation than anything. A ton of work went in this movie, and I really want to spread it as much as possible. It's an art house flick. It also may put people off, but it's only an hour and 15 minutes in length. So I would say swallow your pride and watch some creepy, fantastic animation. Because this movie is very, very well done. How long did you say it was? About an hour and 15 minutes. Okay, wow. Full-length animated movie that sounds awesome like i said over five years of work went into this and it shows a lot of the scenes man it looks like you know obviously it's you know practical like it looks like a practical effects 80s horror movie just done with stop animation and it's just it's done so well and it's legitimately creepy. You know, it's it's an art house flick. So, you know, there's some like thinking involved and there's some like, oh, I wonder what she's talking about. And there's some very odd scenes, but it's it's really, really worth watching. And it was done in 2018. It was finished in 2018.
0: So. And, and I said this is on the Criterion service. Is it like you buy a copy of it? I assume it's on Criterion Blu-ray or something, right?
1: Uh, it's not on Criterion Blu ray yet, but um, yeah, it's on the streaming service of Criterion. But I mean, I'm sure there's other ways to watch it. I just stumbled upon it on Criterion. Um, but if you're interested, at least put it on your radar. And yeah, if it c- pops up, buy it. <laughs> there's a DVD for 20 bucks on
0: Amazon. I think it's worth it. Awesome. Oh, I think that about wraps it up, fellas. What do you think? Yeah. All right. Well, I wanted to thank everybody for listening, and thank you, boys, for joining me. Shane, thanks for coming on. Eventually.
2: Oh, shut up! I fell asleep. <laughs> hey, if you want to get I up, don't know how long. I don't know how long you've been recording for, but I was—I just checked my phone and thought, "Oh shit!" You know, <laughs> I'm late.
0: Oh, I've seen seven messages I missed. Um. Yeah, so uh, if you want to get a hold of the podcast, you can reach us on Gmail. All you need is at gmail.com, The Facebook group. All you need is blood. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, I'm on Twitter at Ryan Tutelo, on Facebook, on Instagram. All you need Ryan, and I'm also on the upcominghorrormovies message board. You can find me there. Usually just browsing the games section.
1: <laughs> uh, Mike, what about you? I uh, do the All You Need Is Blood podcast. Uh, Instagram, I'm on the forum, and the Facebook groups.
2: Yeah, I'm on Twitter, and I'm on Instagram, and the Facebook podcast group.
0: And that's about it, huh? Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I'll see you guys next time, and I'll just say bye for now. See you. Later. I made a concerted effort in this episode to not rub my beard. <laughs> Why?
1: Do you hear that? Yes, when, you're when I'm editing it? it, I go back
0: and I lo- I'm like, what the fuck is that noise? And it's like, it's me, like, like, rubbing my
2: beard. Yeah. <laughs> See, I've, I've got my beard in a braid. So, because <clears throat> I shaved most, most of my beard off last month. I saw that. Yeah, and I've just got a rock and go at the moment. So, uh, and it, is, it feels so much better. Mm.